Good morning. Awesome. Lekker to be in front again. Um, super excited. Um, not only for being able to preach, but for the word that's going out. It's been amazing. This whole week, been working on this. And on, on Friday morning, I went and sat with uh, um, Dan and Ardis a bit. And, and it kind of feel at a stage to me that this word's kind of those doomsday preachers. You know those. Where you go out of the church and you feel, oh, man, that wasn't actually so lacquer to you. Um, sure, but I've got this excitement in me because it's definitely not a doomsday doomsday preach. So we're going to talk about on perseverance this morning. Perseverance this morning. And uh, I want to start off with Romans 12, verse 12. Just a scripture that says, Rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, and be constant in prayer. And uh, this is a scripture where it um, Paul is writing to the Romans and he's putting out a bit of uh, traits of a Christian. What, what, is, what, is, what is a Christian? Can't you see me? Thank you. What is the traits of being a Christian? And, and this is just three points. But when, when I read this, I was thinking, it's, it's so much easier just to read, rejoice in hope. Because there's hope, there's hope in Christ. And skip the middle part about tribulation because we don't like tribulation. Who likes to be tested? Who likes tribulation? Who likes to go through tough times? No one. Oh, we don't like it. It's not lacquer. But unfortunately, this is the little bit of dark piece of the preach maybe. Unfortunately, we're all going to go through it. Some, some stage in your life, you're going to go through difficult stuff, stuff you've got to work through. Uh, 2 Timothy 3.12. And it's kind of guaranteed that you're going to go through tough times. Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be prosecuted. All who deserves to live a godly life. If you desire to live a life with Christ, it's guaranteed that you're going to be persecuted somewhere. Somewhere, somewhere, something's going to happen. Not only once, maybe twice. John 15, 20. Yo, I've got a lot of scripture. I was thinking... What should I leave out to make up the time? So then you must you know, tell me when to cut it. Eh? John 15 verse 20 says, and this is uh, Jesus talking here. He says, if you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you. And listen to this. A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. Ooh. 
the servants, not greater than the master. And if they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. And then we can just go back to Matthew, and we're not going to go there now, where Jesus was taken into the wilderness and was tempted by the devil. Wow. The devil actually had the guts to tempt Jesus. And if he's done that, I can promise you, He's going to tempt us. Definitely. Definitely. So how do we persevere? How do we persevere? And I always think about uh, when we are standing up here and talking, or when, you, when you've got a problem, forget about up here, when you've got a problem and you go to someone, or someone comes to you and tells you, hey, dude, um, Let's see what we can help to do to help you. There's always this thing. You can talk easily about that because you've got a nice job, nice house. You are very quiet this morning, guys. Do you know amen? Yeah, thank you, Toch. Thank you, Toch. Yeah, thank you. Amen. It's easy, it's easy for, for you to talk if you're not in someone else's shoes. So how do we persevere? What, what tools has the Lord given us to go through tough times? But the Bible says when we, when we complete this race, we're, we're in this race, we're running it. And when we complete this race, there's a prize. There's <laughs> a prize at the end. So when we fall, we don't want to stay down. We want to get up. We want to complete this race. You have, you've got need that hunger to complete this race. Okay, so only three things I'm going to give you this morning about how to persevere. And the first thing would be an intimate relationship with God. If you don't have an intimate, not just a relationship, not just a relationship, intimate relationship with Jesus Christ, the rest of the preacher is not for you. <laughs> no. You're not going to make it. He is the beginning. That's where it starts. We can't go through life's trials and tribulations if we don't have an intimate relation with Jesus Christ. We can't. We'll never make it. In actual fact, Jesus tells us that in John 15, verse 5. John 15, verse 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he is it that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. <laughs> if you haven't got Jesus and an intimate relation, what's an intimate relation with Jesus? Not coming to church on Sunday Sitting, enjoying the preach, going home, going to come on a Wednesday, enjoying the lack of coffee and biscotti, going home. <laughs> That's not an intimate relation. An intimate relation is actually being one with Jesus. Being one with God. 
being in a relationship that you know you can't live without. The second one I want to share with you is worship. Oh, this is a part I do love very much. Is worship. When we are, oh, no, not only when we are going through trials, please. When we are going through trials and you worship, worship tends to drag our focus from the problem unto Jesus. A lot of times when we are going through stuff in life, who's not gone through anything in life? I hear yok. <laughs> we all go through stuff in life. But sometimes we tend to lose focus of Jesus when we are in these rough waters. I'm just thinking of the disciples having Jesus in the boat. The storms come up and they start panicking. But I've got Jesus in the boat. So sometimes our circumstances make uh, th that we lose. Oh, like a kumai engels, no dear. Sometimes we lose focus of Jesus and start focusing on the problem. So worship helps us to be throne focused and not problem and devil focused. Yeah. Acts 16, 25 to 26. And about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, busy worshiping. And the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bonds were unfastened. Oh, Paul being in prison here, and it's so interesting, if you read a bit on that part, you'll see that they've been beaten, man. They've not just been captured and thrown into prison, and now they've been beaten. They've, they've went through a not-so-lacker time, and here they are in this storm in their lives, in the prison, and they start to worship God. And look what happens. This, is, this, this really meant a lot to me when I, when I read this. And it immediately, all the doors were opened and everyone's bonds were unfastened. There's results when we believe in God. When we have an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. There's results when we're focusing on God and not the problem. The problem's not going to go away. Because we're focusing on Jesus, it's going to strengthen us. It's going to strengthen us. So we need to worship God. But also in worship, there's a warning. It's a warning. And this I've done a lot of my life. When things are going tough and I start to worship, and I, I need to hear a few amens here now. Okay. <laughs> when things are going tough... Um, I start making promises. Amen, amen. Yes, we start to promise stuff that we know we're not going to keep. Oh, man. We're so desperate. 
to get out of this situation that we pray to God and say, God, if you can get me through this, I'll do this and that. No ways, it can't be. (laughs) Yes, that's what we start doing. We start singing and and worship is such a powerful tool, I am. Such a powerful tool. And we need to be careful how we use it. Something of power needs to be handled very carefully. Remember, it's not only God listening. The devil is listening as well. Yes. In Afrikaans, we say, I have a drink. We can I so die feie boom nie bot nie, en die winger die geen hoofdslewe nie, al so die klein vee, kampen van die klein vee lees, we sê die beeskraan, wie ken die ding, ja, ja, so lekker, we sing that thing, because it's got such a lekker tune, and it's actually awesome words, but are you listening to what you're singing? Be careful, be careful, but focus on worship, so that we can see what big and wonderful God we have. And then one thing that's very close to my heart is fellowship. The importance of fellowship. The other day, a week, two weeks ago, one Friday morning, this Friday Two weeks ago, I got a phone call very, very, very early in the morning. I was actually on my way to work still. And uh, Pietrus phoned me up and he said, Hey, see work. Come coffee drink. <laughs> I said, Yes, man, come. Come have a coffee. And got to work, put on the kettle, made us like a coffee. And Pietrus came and sat and he just testified on how good God is. God opened up doors, and I'm not going to share it. That's his testimony. But God has done something for them as a family, which they've been trusting for quite a while. And he's, he's just sitting there, and just, it's just boiling over. Right? It's just flowing. It's just flowing. But what Pietrus did not know was that that Friday morning, I was quite down the dumps. I've, I've had I've had a hectic two months at work, a lot of stress, a lot of stuff going on. And I, that morning I was just feeling, I'm just moch. Have you ever felt like that? Yes, no, net moch. Yeah, amen. And I sat there, and when Petrus left there, it felt like I was a new man, build up, build up from what God has done for them. Fellowship. Acts 2, 42 to 47. And this is the very first start of church. Um, they've just preached and thousands of people came to know Christ. And, and listen to this. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayer. 
And awe came upon him, every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. So they've come, oh, sorry, no, come on, so they've come, um, come to know the Lord after the preach, and what did they do? They devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings. This is a big thing, eh? These guys just came to know Christ, and they devoted that's actually like a big word, eh? Devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to breaking bread. Yo, this is, this is big stuff, eh? Breaking bread and devoted themselves to prayer. And amongst all these big stuff there is in, they devoted themselves to fellowship. Uh, Hebrews 10, 24 to 25. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting the meat to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Let us build each other up. If you are alone, Going through stuff alone, you can't. Eh? You've been put in this family for a reason. We've been put here together for a reason. So that we can build each other up, stir each other up. And when the devil is busy hammering on us, it's our brothers and our sisters that's picking us up, carrying us. Let us let us carry each other's loads. Help carry each other's loads. I was actually thinking of getting little weights here, but there's too many strong men in here. It wouldn't have worked. <laughs> Build each other up. Michelle has actually said a nice thing this morning. Michelle, what was it now? What did you say? We are better together. Always better together. Let's close our eyes, and I, I would like to, I would like to give you a chance that if you don't know Jesus, maybe you know him, and but you haven't got that intimate relationship with him. The devil's not worried about backslidden Christians. He's not worried about the Christian that's sitting quietly in the corner. He's going for those who's going for the kingdom. He's going for those who's busy building, building the church of God. I want to give you a chance this morning to yes, just to give your life to Jesus. And if you've given your life to Jesus and you feel that you're not where you are, just recommit again. It is the most important step in our lives. To accept Jesus Christ as our King, our Lord, and our Savior.
We are nothing without him. Nothing. Nothing. If there's someone feel we're going to pray with you, just can you just put up your hand? feel you need to commit to Jesus the second one I want to call you on is to if you're in a storm, if you're going through stuff, if you're struggling with stuff, let's come to the front. Let's, let's just take a time to minister to each other. Let's, let's get into the fellowship thing. Can we, can we do that? Can we take a moment and I'm going to give to Dan. You know, while France was sharing, and thank you for that, France, uh, I really felt that God's trying to say something to us this morning because Justin actually brought a word in the prayer meeting this morning um, about peace. And I really feel like you know, we've heard a message about the fact that we're going to suffer trials. We will have things that we face. And there's a prize that we need to lay hold to at the end. That we need to persevere through to. But I feel like maybe some of us, we're actually not even a place to even know what that looks like because we don't have peace. If you don't have peace to start with, how are you ever going to be able to face the trials that come? And we've heard this morning, how do you find peace? You find it in Jesus. You find it at coming to his throne. And you find it in fellowship. I'd just like to read just the first couple of verses of Romans 5. It says this, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's where it started with Francis' message. Peace through Jesus. Through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. And we boast in that hope when we stand and we worship we boast in the hope and the faith in Jesus that we have. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And listen to this, there's a prize in this. Because hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. For us this morning, maybe 
maybe you're just struggling for peace. As Franz brought that word, I was challenged. I was, you know, there are things that come against me and I'm thinking, you know, am I really just taking things to Jesus? Am I ready, no matter the circumstance, just to seek intimacy with him, to pour out my praise to him and to do that with my brothers and sisters? Because it's in doing those things we find peace. And we find peace, we'll find the strength to go through those trials. To persevere to the prize, which is hope. Hope in Jesus. So I've asked Bryden and Renee just to lead us in a song of response. Which just sings of God's goodness. And I'd like to invite you. If there's any part of you that just feels a need for strengthening, any feels a need just to find the peace of God, just come to the front and sing this. Sing it as a declaration to God. I'm standing at the front and I'm just going to sing this as a dedication to God. So if that's you, and I think it probably is, come to the front and let's just declare this and sing this to God and just declare his goodness and let's do it together in fellowship as a sign of unity that we will praise God through the storms.